Welcome back to Sid 90.7, the in-joke. Has anyone um, been to Rex Orange County? Is no. That, has anyone been place? to that place? No. If I Google Maps, uh, Rex Orange County, uh, which I'm about to do right now. It sounds like it would be a nice place from that song. It sounds like there would be waterfalls and and uh, and coconuts and I'd you can just sit go- back and relax. Look, I'd love to go to Orange County purely because the teen in me just... As a huge diehard, like the OC fan, I'd only. Oh, is that what the OC stands for? Orange County. It all makes sense. Really blessed. I never watched it. I think it was a bit before your time. Oh, that's right, Em, because you're a little bit older than us. Oh, (laughs) Oh, stick it in and twist it around a little bit more. Um, Your sin days are numbered. They are. Oh, it's a a light. Anaheim, Santa Ana. God, it's, it's a big county. There's Orange a lot of stuff county. going on. Oh. oh, it's a nice looking part of the world. I can only hope that I can go, and this is for our listeners who are big OC fans as well, that I could go to Orange County and then maybe bump into Orion from the fictional town of Chino and that, you know, he'd be really bad, but I could make him good and just, you know, anyway. Okay, okay That okay. Just Fine. talking about location, I just had to just get that location, out. Location, like, oh. location, location. <gasps> um, we were meaning to talk about uh, something a little bit earlier on and we, we got distracted, but we're going to talk about it now. Boom. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. comedy that has had a bit of an influence yeah. on our lives. Mm. Comedians, comedy shows, comedy acts, um, and yeah, the kind of people that we admire in comedy mm-hmm. and, and, and think are great. Yeah. Many okay. of them. Many of them. Many of them. Um, but one that I was mentioning before was someone that I hadn't. I was. It was. I think I was like early years in high school, and I wasn't really into comedy. Like I wouldn't say that I was sitting there and watching a lot of stand up. And to get him to the Greek or forgetting Sarah Marshall must have come out recently, and Rove was still on TV. So I don't mm. know what time that says that was in my like ta- history. No, I think that gives us a good picture. 2007-ish. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah, it's 2007, 2008. Forgetting Sarah Marshall came out when I was year 11, so about that time. <laughs> and uh, Russell Brand was on Rove, and I can remember watching Rove with my parents. And my dad, um, he's a, he's... You know, he's either really conservative or he's really not conservative. Like, he's very conservative, but then loves um, Borat. So, you know, go figure. And no, is, is it because he doesn't get Borat? <laughs> no, loves it. Like, thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. And I thought my dad was a bit of a prude. And then yeah. I uh, was came home one day and he's like, oh, I just watched the best show on TV. And I was like, oh, what do you watch? He's like, it's called Borat. I, I can remember when Borat came out and I clearly remember him saying, this is a horrid movie. No one will ever see it. And it's his favourite movie. And he got it on DVD for Christmas that year. Um, anyway, we were watching TV and Russell Brand came on. I can remember my dad kind of making, you know, a little bit of a jab at him and saying, you know, oh, because he'd won, um, what was the award? He kept winning something about, uh, like... Sexiest Man Alive yeah, or something? No, like Best Sex. Or oh, right. He kept winning okay. an award for ha- having most or best sex ever. How I think you did have a How award. can you even give that award out? Like I who... think he was a ladies' man. <laughs> but how do they know that he has the best sex? Does someone, like, have sex with him and then judge him? I think maybe it on was On his technique. Enough. Well, Probably. I mean, the, the, the way they do it is, is they, um, they, they set up a controlled environment and they okay. have three judges... Um, from all different countries, um, okay. and yeah, they they hold up scorecards, and and, and that's why they yeah. do it. Yeah, a little bit off-putting in my experience. Yeah. Um, it's the only time where sleeping with the judges is actually appropriate okay. and needed. So hold up scorecards and be like, great execution. You know, could have been a better landing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. Good, yeah, great. Yeah, great technique. Um, but really, when you did when you did the triple twist, uh, wasn't wasn't sure about it. Um, so we watched Russell Brand on Rove, and I will never forget. He just came on, and he just you think he's going to be the complete opposite, especially um, a young guy from Essex. Um, you just thought he's going to be a bit chavvy, not very intelligent, mm. and he was just the complete opposite. Like he spoke with such eloquence, and he was just knew exactly what he was going to say. And remember, my dad and I were both incredibly surprised. And it was the, from that moment on that I followed Russell Brand throughout the years. So through the Trues period, yeah, um, where he took his put his political hat on. What's what's he up to now? He's a dad. A dad. Yeah. Is, is Trues still going? Trues is not going. No, he no. kind of he started off. It was great when he started, and it went it went for a while. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about this earlier. He started and he did a lot of work with this new era estate in London. Yep. Okay. Um, which was a it's like a community housing, um, mm. social a, housing kind of place. A lot of inner London is um is council housing, and the count where the council flats are, it's huge. Like you can walk. It's just like a little village, and then there's yeah. a lot more of that than say here in Melbourne. And he, what he did in on one of the council um, uh, block flat, uh, flat blocks. Sorry, getting my words jumbled there. He actually set up a cafe, and the people that worked at the cafe were people who actually lived on the flat blocks, and he then they were self sustaining, and it was all about kind yeah. of giving back to the community. So he did a lot of good things, but he was also highly criticised over in London at the time, especially because mm. the election was going on. Um, he li- has a he was living at the time in Shoreditch, and he had this you know Shoreditch is like a Fitzroy. Used to be a really dodgy area. Um, Gentrified. Boom, exactly. Yeah. And he had a million pound flat there, yet, and he was kind of living this high life, but talking all about the underdogs and mm. people just really hit back at him because they didn't believe that he was genuine about his argument that he wasn't just doing it for attention or. Yeah. Which is a, which is a weird one, um, and it's it's you see with a lot of comedians, a lot of comedians and actors, and generally people in the media who have a lot of money but speak on you know, important social issues yeah. speak about mm. wealth inequality yeah. and, you know, the disadvantage and then the way that people undercut that message quite simply is to say, no, 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 you have money, therefore you don't care or you don't yeah. know about these people. Your opinion is, you yeah. know, has no value. But then the problem with saying that is, so th- by that argument, only people with no money should speak. Mm. But, I mean, how often in this world do people with lack of funds and, you know, how often yeah. they get yeah. a voice? So it's, it's, yeah, it's a weird one when people throw that argument up. Unless you're exactly. deliberately flouting your wealth in, in the face of other people. Interesting. Uh, another comedian uh, for me was Aziz Ansari. Ooh. Mm. Yep. It was my first uh, comedy show that I went to. Went with my, a few of my family members. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the Opera House. It's a big show by Aziz. Uh, opened by Matt Okine at mm. the time. Ooh. Matt Okine was, uh, was just nice. starting up then as well. Um, you know, I remember seeing this guy, this this brown guy killing it. You know, it's always inspiring when yeah. someone you know looks like you and talks speaks to your experience uh, experiences um you know and then from there his career's done really well with parks and rec yeah. um and now you know master of none um but even even he's come under a bit of controversy yes, as of late um which is you know it's always sad to hear when you've you've followed someone for so long and i mean does anyone want to explain what happened with with aziz um what and anyone correct me if I am wrong yeah, in absolutely. what happened, but um, Aziz was there were allegations and it's all around consent. Yeah. Um, so uh, allegations were made um, by someone who he had been with that she had actually not given her consent um, 
to be with him uh, yeah. and he then clapped back and said, well, you know, I thought she had said yes. Yeah. Um, and so there's that raised a whole new debate, which was, which came from it feeds into yeah. the, it feeds into the larger debate around people like Louis C.K. and yeah. Yeah. you know Bill Cosby before them, um, yeah. uh, the Me Too movement, yeah. all that together, and it's it's when when you love somebody like you know you love his is and I do as well. I think his yeah. comedy is amazing, especially a lot of his comedy is based yeah. around relationships and relationships with women. Exactly, he has a lot of things talking about like you know dick pics and, yep. and you know how how people are sort of inappropriate around women. So. Um, these sort of allegations sort of undercut a lot of the things that he's supposed to be about. But it, it, but then it, it raises the point that even though that he may have acted in a very inappropriate manner, yeah, d- can you still can you disregard what he's saying? Because what he's saying is still very apt yeah. and true, and, yeah. it, and it, it has weight, and it should yeah. be listened to. Because what he's yeah. saying, even if he isn't living those values, yeah, with with his story particularly, I think the hard thing is with, was the idea of, that he actually wasn't like Louis C.K. where it was an actual... He didn't was yeah. didn't sexually harass anyone or, you know, it wasn't... It was more around consent and what sort of that grey area yeah. was. Um, it, as Tal said, like, can you disvalue what he said? And I think in light of the Me Too movement, I think my point of view and personal opinion of it mm. is that you kind of can't take what he said. You have to take it now. I don't genuinely believe what he said purely yeah. because, mm. you know... Of everything that he yeah. that's come out that he's done. Um, if if what we just talked about did bring up anything for you, there's a lot of numbers um, that you can call. That you can get some help at Beyond Blue is one three hundred double two four six three six. The Kids Helpline is one eight hundred five five one eight hundred. Lifelines thirteen eleven fourteen. And the National Sexual Assault and Domestic Violence Counselling Service is one eight hundred respect. Um, that'll probably that'll probably do it for this week, guys. We've uh, yeah. we've we've talked top to bottom about a whole lot of stuff. Um, we had the special guest that was going to come in, but we might just bring him back in next week. He uh, he's not going anywhere. Uh, um, but yeah, in joke for another week. Yeah.